Hello, and welcome to the Secular Overeaters and Friends podcast, a place for supportive people who want to control their eating without a focus on God. For additional information about abstinence without God, please visit secularovereaters.org. And now, let's hear from this week's featured speaker. Okay. All right. Well, let me start. My name is Britta, and I have been in 12 steps a long time, like 35 years or something in various programs. And... um just, I'm so grateful to the group for asking me to speak because it has really upped my thinking about my recovery and um, really kind of shot my brain into new ways of thinking about things that I was kind of vaguely thinking, but it helped to solidify. So, and the first thing I'd like to say is that I am so grateful to 12 Steps to be able to feel gratitude because it may seem strange to some of you but I grew up in such a dark dark threatening culture in Ireland in the 40s and I was born in 39 40s 50s 60s you know it wasn't until almost the 90s that Ireland started to break away from an unbelievable domination by the Catholic Church, a very fundamentalist, um, you know, and it's it's it was just so dark. It was just so dark, and it's like, you know, I know there are people who are Catholics now, and they're not in the same mode. But for us, it was um, fascist, fundamentalist, huge authoritarian. Unfortunately, um, a, a really dominant patriarchy that used a male god to scare the hell out of us and, um, try, you know, brainwashed my thinking. It's taken me a long time. So um, I'd like to say, too, that, you know, um, I'm really grateful for the the um, the 12 steps. And I was saying, like, I had to I had suppressed my feelings. I only knew dark feelings. And so to finally start to come into lightness is just to, such a gift to access, to be able to access those really um, wonderful parts of my brain, the, you know, good emotions. So that really is um, a huge thing for me. I mean, it. I, I remember when I started to first feel gratitude, you know, to be able to understand what gratitude was. And, you know, maybe just started maybe 20 years ago or less than that. So anyway, um, the, uh, just, and also to say to, you know, everybody like, um, you know, take what you like and leave the rest. It's very important because all our brains are so unique and, you know, what I say might have no relevance, but maybe your brain might pick up you know, one or two things that it can use and turn to its own individual needs. And, um, you know, and that 35 years in program doesn't necessarily mean anything in terms of gaining wisdom. I have, um, you know, more access to like what it says in those steps, which I love is, you know, the collective human wisdom. And I hope that 
what I do in, in my life adds to that collective wisdom. And I, I'm a big believer in evolution, and I'm sure that that's more likely the energy that helps us to change than whatever goes under the name of God. And, um, you know, like I, I noticed that <laughs> I, I achieve a certain level of understanding and enlightenment, and then someone much younger comes into program and they come in at exactly the same level that I'm at, you know, after years of recovery. Um, so I think that's wonderful. I don't have any resentment about that. I think that's wonderful. But so kind of what I tell myself is, you know, they do stand on our shoulders, just like all human invention stands on the shoulders of people who went before. So, um, well, and so, you know, we usually like tell what what it was like and so um you know my darkness was so deep when i came into these programs i i i just was lived in confusion and pain and suffering which you know when i look back on um the teachings that i grew up with um, that was the way to live you know suffering was the mo and if you didn't suffer enough, you wouldn't get to heaven. So, so I, I went along with that program and um, have, you know, as I say, worked a long time to get all that brainwashing out of my head. So, um, so I came into OA from doing a, a fourth step in Al-Anon, which was my first and still is a big program for me um, because I realized like, I had so much hang-ups about the food and and um, and everything to do with food. But in fact, it turned out, as I evolved in this program, that it was really, that was where they, and I'm saying they, kind of the authorities I grew up with, um, embodied my self-hate. We were taught to hate our bodies. And... Um, you know, it was done very cleverly. And it's take, it took me a long time to realize that, you know, I am my body or at least, you know, whatever. We don't know where we go after this, you know, that kind of way. But for now, I am a human body. My spirit is actually very recently learned to be one with my body. So I have realized that that was like the split that was, you know, was uh, that I was kind of forced into, you know, my brain was forced into um, because uh, everything to do with my human body, especially being in a woman's body, was, you know, sinful. You go to hell, all the rest of it. And... um so and then um, recently, I, 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 I've, I've discovered in the last few years, really, I've, I've been doing a lot of physical activity, but I've discovered that I really am an athlete. And that's where my spirit and I'm out on my bicycle and I still bicycle for a couple of hours a day because that's my that's my spiritual program out in nature. I have a beautiful trail just beautiful and just out in nature. And I listened to some, 
you know, choirs and stuff. And it's a total spiritual experience. So it really has helped me to become one with my body. And um, so the other thing about like coming into OA too was, and 12 steps in general, um, it was sitting in the chairs that I first felt my feelings and the first, the first really major one to feel was anger. And that was anger at my, the authoritarian structure that brainwashed me. So, um, and then, um, you know, I, and then I started to, f- to be able to feel resentments and, you know, um, that was, and that was a gift to me because I was able to, to know what I was angry at and what I would feel resentment. And then I, that allowed me to be able to change my behavior. Like when I notice even still, you know, some resentment about my husband, then I, that's, um, you know, I can do my fourth step and think, you know, why am I resentful? Well, usually cause I'm doing too much for him or something like that. So, um, so all of all of that, getting in touch with my feelings and knowing that you know my feelings are really a body response to what's going on. That's the way I see it. And um, you know, I'm very grateful for modern neuroscience, which tells me how my brain works. And I think that's a fantastic thing. We're really beginning to understand how we work as human beings. So we don't really need these kind of gods and stuff out there. It's really our own human brain and the collective wisdom, you know, that that uh, we can go on. So and so, but anyway, the food stuff. Um, you know, I started to to really um, be more aware of of the self hate. Um, that I had because I was always trying to be thinner and apparent and it looks like I really wasn't that, you know, um, much overweight. Just at a couple of times in my life I did. And one time before I got into program and I felt so badly about myself because, and of course I thought if I lost weight, you know, everything would change because that was the message that this culture was giving me and that I was, and that I got in my family from my other sisters. They were always talking about the size of my body, but um, I just have to mention too, like um, there was a lot of sexual abuse in my background. So that created a lot of trauma, of course. So, um, so I, yeah, it always seemed like my body was the problem. And if it got the right sh- size and shape that people seemed to tell me to be, then I'd be all right. So um, when I came in, I was like dieting. I was down to eating like a couple of bananas a day and I still wasn't losing weight. So I have subsequently realized that, you know, my weight is the business of my body and I'm, I'm staying out of that. It's been such a gift in the last few years just to really acknowledge that my body knows what it's doing. And I have to be um, very careful. I was never able to do a strict food plan because one of my big mental things is restriction. 
I still like, you know, don't spend money on myself and things like that. And particularly around food. I mean, it was my brain, my head was totally in my food instead of leaving it to my body. And, uh, you know, my head would say, because of all the years of dieting and trying to control body weight, um, you know, my head would say, you can't have that. And I wouldn't have it. And, and now I'm finding if I really listen to my body and sometimes it wants a little bit of something that might be good for other people in this program. And if I do that, then, um, then I can have just a little and, and, and it's fine. But if I go into the deprivation stuff, then I really get into trouble. So now I'm working definitely with the, um, my thinking around food and stuff and how my thinking interfered with my whole, my whole body image and everything, you know. So because now I'm, I do, I do, I'm able to really pay attention to when my, you know, my stomach's for when I've had enough food. And even still, sometimes my thinking will go like, oh, I wonder what I can eat. I wonder what I can eat. You know, what can I eat again? But I don't do it now because, um, I don't know, just I think that attention to my body signals is paramount now for me. So that's been just a, a huge gift, you know, just slowly working. Away. And when I remember... One of the things at a meeting, I was, I was sitting beside this young woman who had a body size that I thought I'd die for. And out of her mouth came exactly the same things that were going on in my head. And that was like, oh my gosh, this is in my head. You know, that the thinking stuff. So... A lot of um, miraculous things like that. And one of, one of the things that happened for me, it's not, you know, I don't want to, well, as I say, take what you like and leave the rest. But um, um, it was probably 20 years ago now. And I think I was hitting some of my deep sexual abuse issues. And my husband just left, just walked out, just told me one day, I'm leaving. And um, I, I started to take back the food and... I um, dropped out of the program because I only saw rules that I had to be abstinent and stuff like that. I just saw rules. And um, so I dropped out. And that was the time I probably got to the heaviest. I used to like take myself out to dinner and because I, I knew I didn't want to, I didn't want to get involved in another relationship till I'd healed myself more. So I would take myself out on dates and things and, um, it was great. I learned to do a lot of things on my own and um, took myself to dinner and the movies and things. So it was great. And for the first time, my head was not beating myself up about the weight. I just, I just didn't even think about what weight. And I got to my heaviest. I did weigh at one stage. And, um, and I, was, I was like, I think I was 210 pounds. And I probably put on another, at least another 10 but I, I also um, knew that it wasn't, it wasn't a good thing for me to weigh myself. And then, I don't know, um, shortly after that, when I really got to my heaviest, I um, one morning, and this was amazing, I, I just, I, I woke up, you know, and my body said to me, I swear it's my body voice, said, 
you know, I always wondered what it would be like to be this size. And that was like an amazing thing. I, and as I say, it was the first time in my life that I, I wasn't obsessed or bothered even by what size I was. I don't know how I managed it. I think I bought bigger clothes and just didn't bother. I was focused on recovery, actually, is what I was. And um, I was doing, yeah, I mean, I was obviously doing a lot of deep inner work and trauma, trauma recovery and stuff because of the sexual abuse issues. But, um, and I just have to say, um, it's not something I always, I want to say really, but if when it comes up, it needs to be said. And that is that um, it wasn't even so much the actual sexual abuse itself. Well, it was, that was really bad. But it was the fact that the whole culture denied it. It was, and basically, basically, you would have to, in all honesty, say, it sexual abuse of children was supported by the culture I grew up in, totally supported. So I have to say that it's maybe not politically correct, but anyway, um, it's my story. It's just my story, and. Um, because I was abused by three different men at different times and nobody, there was nowhere to go as a child. So anyway, that's, um, I'm still working on some of that, but anyway, that was, so that was the story of that kind of time. That was a real breakthrough in allowing myself to use something that I needed to use while I got through some very difficult parts and doing it with kindness to my and gentleness to myself. And after that, it was like my body decided, okay, I've been here. This is, you know, as much as I want. And and then I and I got back into OA and um and then at that point exercise started to come back into my life. Um so reminder, Bertha. Thank you. Great. So exercise started to come back into my life and um the weight just came off and I didn't have to argue with the food or anything like that. So that's been my journey with food kind of thing. And that's where it is now is listening to my body. And, uh, you know, I suppose, cause I'm still doing a lot of exercise and stuff, um, you know, and I had a very difficult cancer a couple of years ago and my body has come back amazingly just, um, and just like it's another thing I don't usually share, but, you know, I I had a very intense chemo, like in hospital for five days on in, on total constant chemo. And that went on for six sessions and, um, and my body has come back. It's amazing. So, so, um, you know, we have incredible, wonderful human bodies. Um, so, Anyway, I I am um, so I really am totally grateful to you know the twelve steps and and the programs and I think the biggest gift that um, was given to us is is the meetings and that we get together and we share our collective wisdom and I think what has really healed me has the love and understanding and compassion of these programs and all of you just even if I'm not in the same rooms as you, you're there, you're there, your spirit, your, your desire to heal yourselves and me is, 
it's just there for me and my spirit to to latch on to, you know, to to connect with. And I have to say, um, because I do think we need to update the whole steps and stuff and that, you know, that um, the people who had those experiences initially, you know, the original AA people, um, they had those inner experiences and they wrote them down in the only language they knew how to describe that stuff. And now I think we have neuroscience to describe how amazing our brains are and how understanding. And the other thing that I cling on to is, you know, that um, the co-founders like that, that Bill W um, was in that, um, I think it was the hotel lobby and his instincts. And I, you know, that's what I do now. I listen to that inner voice and he listened to his inner voice that told him he called it God, you know, but I just call it our collective wisdom or whatever. That inner voice that told him to find another human being who could understand and be compassion, passionate to him. And that's how it all started, you know, and they, they call the power God. I tend to think of it more as evolution and stuff. So, that's why we have that language is because that was the only language they knew to describe these incredible experiences. But now we're, we've other languages. And as I say, my language is neuroscience really. So, um, and so the, the 12 steps and, and it's wonderful. Like I've only come to secular OA very recently, really. I mean, I've always, um, Never, ne- I, and, and the other thing, like for, for a few years now, I, I t- and it was very fearful for me to read the steps and just say a greater power instead of the God word. It was very fearful. And now I just do it. And I don't see the problem because when the concept's first introduced, it's introduced as a power greater than ourselves. So, and, and in the third step, it's changed the word that's anathema to me because I was totally abused in the name of God. So, um, and I don't see the problem in changing the word. It's introduced as a greater power. And in the third step, it's changed to God. So what's the problem? But anyway, you know, it gets, it gets locked into the collective consciousness, I guess. So we are the change that needs to happen, guys. You know, um, and in a neuroscience way, I see that the, you know, the part of us that admits it's powerless is this intellectual conscious mind because it really has no control over the big, huge unconscious. And that's, you know, that's where all these these traumas and everything lie in our unconscious mind. And so the part that admits is just that intellectual conscious mind that all our education is kind of geared to. You know, we don't have any any public education on compassion and understanding and caring for each other. It's all like learning stuff. But so, um, yeah. And then, um, you know, the step, like the step two for me is the wisdom is, you know, of the ages and, and so, and the power greater, you know, that's, um, is definitely those voices inside me that are, well, and then, you know, checking out those voices with my compatriots in the program, you know, to make sure they're the voice of the real good human being, you know? And and I have to say about a fourth step, because of my background, I had to do a positive fourth step. 
I still don't, I think it needs to be balanced. You know, I had to do it to find out the good parts of myself. Like I said, I couldn't even feel my good. I couldn't feel my good feelings. I just had no access to them at all. Um, didn't know what joy felt like or gratitude. So, um, yeah. So, and then, so all the steps, you know, as long as I translate them into stuff that works for me, they do work, but I do have to translate the language. And then, um, you know, and prayer for me, for instance, is, is a, is just a place I get to in myself. I don't pray to anything. I just know I'm in a prayerful place and it's kind of asking the universe or the collective wisdom, whatever, you know? So, um, okay. I guess that's, uh, you know, and the TED, the daily review is good. But again, I have to look at what I did well that day, not what I did badly. So I guess that's me. And thank you so much for giving the opportunity because it's really spurred my recovery. So thank you guys for being there and for doing what you're doing to Mm. modernize this stuff. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. To hear recordings of other speakers in this series, visit secularovereaters.org. And while you are there, please consider making a donation to support our work.